Welcome to the Alpine Psalmist Podcast. I'm your host, Torre, and it's been a hot minute. I was pretty busy in April, and uh, you know, life happens, work, kids, my family, like many of you, it's been a crazy spring season. But I am back in the saddle, and I've also been studying uh, Matthew chapter 24 and Daniel chapter 9. And so today, I want to pick up back on our study of the end times. And we were in Matthew chapter 24, last time we spoke. And if you hadn't had a chance, I would recommend you go back and listen to the last two episodes as we've been discussing um, the end times, the all of it discourse, Jesus's words to the disciples. And just as a quick recap, we discussed the prophecy of the destruction of the Second Temple and the aftermath of the destruction of the Second Temple and the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs that Jesus talks about, which are just general signs. And we talked about the intensity of birth pangs, such as earthquakes, you know, natural disasters, famines, all types of different disasters. Those are just general signs. They're not specific signs. And on the last episode, I asked, are, is there a more specific sign we should look for in terms of knowing that we are in the last days? And that leads us to Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. Now, before I read this particular verse, I just want to say this is one of the most amazing prophecies, I think, in the entire Bible. And when I first read this, it really blew me away. And it took me a while to get it. And so I would really recommend you go back and read it and um, we'll discuss it a little bit more. But Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 24 verse 15. He says, so when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house. And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Shabbat. For then there will be a great tribulation such as not been from the beginning of the world until now, no and never will be. Let me back up a little bit and focus on Matthew chapter 24 verse 15 because that is really the meat of today that I want to focus on. And Jesus says, so when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel. Now, just looking at that passage from Jesus, you might be a bit confused if you didn't understand the history of the prophet Daniel. And it's a little weird and it's a little confusing, but there is a very specific sign that Jesus points to and it is the abomination of desolation. But in order to understand what Jesus is talking about, he refers to the prophet Daniel. 
So we need to go back hundreds of years before the birth of Christ, and we need to look at the book of Daniel, at one of the most amazing books, the backbone of all biblical prophecy. Understanding the the, the book of Daniel is so important. And so I'm not going to go over the whole book of Daniel, but I'm going to just give you a quick overview, a little bit about Daniel and his life. And we see that in 605 BC, that Nebuchadnezzar has laid siege to Jerusalem. And the prophet Daniel, or Daniel, is just a teenager at this time. And he is part of a group of captives that is taken from Jerusalem and is deported to Babylon which we would know today as modern-day Iraq. And so we have to understand that in ancient cultures, it wasn't unusual when an invader or another empire came and took over a part of the world that they would take the youth and the brightest young people and import them and teach them the ways of their culture. And we, and we see that Nebuchadnezzar in this first wave of deportation, he takes Daniel and many other young Jewish men back to Babylon. And, and Daniel's just a teenager at this time. And Daniel is picked to be a part of the, the royal court in Babylon. And so he's taught the language and the culture of Babylon and the various sciences that are taught in Babylon. And Babylon is a, a very wealthy, very sophisticated culture at this point in the 6th century BC. And so Daniel becomes known for his wisdom and intelligence. And he began he, he becomes known for he become he, he gets notoriety for interpreting dreams. And we see this in Daniel chapter 1 and in Daniel chapter 2. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar makes Daniel chief of all of the wise men in Babylon because of his interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2. And I'm not going to get into all of it today. I would recommend you go back and read the entire book of Daniel. But Daniel lived a remarkable life. He served in the government of Babylon for nearly 70 years and he served under four different administrations or kings. He served under Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, uh, King Darius, and he served under Cyrus of Persia. So his reign lasted, so his service in the government lasted 70 years total, <clears throat> beginning in 605 BC. And, you know, I just want to pause there and just, and just share this with you. You know, I think that's so cool because, you know, a lot of times today, especially as believers, we think to ourselves, I can only serve God as a, you know, a, a preacher or a pastor or in a official ministry role. But what, what we see so much in the Bible is that God uses people in every area of influence in the world. So, you know, maybe God has a, a role for you in, you know, the medical industry or the legal industry. You know, maybe you'll go all the way to the Supreme Court one day. But what we see in Daniel's life is that God uses Daniel in 
four different corrupt government administrations to display God's will and be a witness for what God is doing in the earth. And so that gets us to where I want to go today, because Jesus says, the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel. What is he talking about? Well, we see that, as let me recap, Daniel was deported to Babylon in 605 BC. He served four different administrations over a 70-year period. And in 539 BC, we see the events of Daniel chapter 9 unfold. At this point, the prophet Daniel has been in captivity for over 70 years along with his people, the Jewish people. And we see that in 539 BC, Daniel is already well into his 80s at this point. So keep that in mind, that the prophet Daniel is already in his 80s um, by the time the events of Daniel chapter 9 occur. And as Daniel is studying the words of the prophet Jeremiah, he begins to understand that the prophet Jeremiah had prophesied that the people of God would only be in captivity for 70 years and that the 70 years was almost complete. And I like that, you know, because I always hear people say, why should you study prophecy? Well, I think that the life of Daniel is a good example. Daniel understood that he was living in prophetic times. Daniel began to study the word. And in fact, Daniel chapter nine, it says in verse two, in the first year of his reign, Daniel, I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of the years which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet for the completion of desolations of Jerusalem to be 70 years, namely 70 years. And so I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and pleading with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And so Daniel studies the word. He understands that he is living in prophetic times and that God is going to restore Jerusalem. And so so Daniel finds these words from the prophet Jeremiah that were written decades earlier um, at the beginning of the captivity in Babylon. And he understands that the time of captivity is coming to to an end for the Jewish people in Babylon. And so what does Daniel do? He studies, he seeks the Lord, he prays, and he pleads and he fasts. You know, I think that's awesome because I feel like we are living in prophetic times. And I believe as we study the word of God, we shouldn't just discount the book of Revelation. We shouldn't discount Matthew chapter 24. We should understand and study it and then seek the Lord and pray for his will to be done in our lives. And so we see in Daniel chapter nine, and let me skip down to verse 24 and sorry, verse 20, that Daniel begins to to pray and he he begins to confess his sin and the sin of the people of Israel. And he begins to present his plea to God. And in 539 BC, the angel Gabriel appears to Daniel. And look what he says in Daniel chapter nine, verse, let's see here. Verse 21, he says, And while I was still speaking in prayer, 
The man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision previously, came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. And he instructed me and talked with me and said, Daniel, I have come now to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas, the command was issued, and I have come to tell you because you are highly esteemed. So pay attention to the message and gain understanding of the vision. Another translation says the angel says that the prophet Daniel was not only highly esteemed, but that he was dearly loved. Um, I think another translation I saw said highly respected. Can you imagine an angelic being saying that you are highly esteemed, dearly loved, highly respected? You know, this says something about Daniel's character because the only other character in the Bible I can think of that has a similar life arc where nothing was bad said about them in the Bible is um, Joseph in the book of Genesis. And Daniel lived in such a way with such integrity that the angel said that he was highly esteemed. And here, and now we get to the important part that I really want to focus on today, which is one of the most amazing three or four verses in the entire Bible, in my opinion. It's the 70 weeks prophecy given by the angel Gabriel. And the angel Gabriel says this in verse 24, 70 weeks have been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish the wrongdoings, to make an end of sin, to make atonement for guilt, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy place. So you are to know and understand that from the issue of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks. It will be built again with streets and moats, even in times of distress. Then after the 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. And the people of the Prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. And it will come with a flood even to the end, there will be war, desolations are determined. Let me stop there. Verse 24, <clears throat> the angel Gabriel says the purpose of this vision is number one, to finish transgression. Number two, put an end to sin. Three, atone for wickedness. Four, bring everlasting righteousness. Five, seal up vision and prophecy. And six, anoint the most holy. So, you know, it's interesting because Daniel is praying for the people of Israel and he's praying regarding the, the restoration of Jerusalem and the end of captivity. But Daniel wasn't expecting that the angel Gabriel was about to give him God's prophetic plan from that time forward until the fulfillment of the messianic age. And so the angel Gabriel uses a very interesting word in Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. And we see it in our translation as weeks. It says 70 weeks have been decreed. Now that's a little confusing if you were just to read that off the bat and you had no background knowledge of ancient Hebrew or the Bible. But that term weeks, when I first read that, I was like, what does that mean? Weeks? Like, what is he talking about? There's 70 weeks? Like, what is there a 70, seven-day period? What is he talking about? Weeks. 
Well, the term weeks in Hebrew is translated as Shabuah, Shabuah. And the term Shabuah is simply a unit of measurement. It means seven. And so just like in the English language, we have the word dozen. When I say to you, there are a dozen cars or a dozen homes, you already know that that means 12, correct? Or when I say to you, there is a decade, you know that means 10 years. So this term weeks simply means a period of seven. In other places in the Bible, such as in the book of Genesis, the term weeks is a seven-year period or cycle. So when we see the angel Gabriel say 70 weeks, that simply means there are 70 cycles of seven-year periods. Uh, another translation says 77s. So we know already, and this has pretty much um, been universally accepted among all biblical scholars, that the 70 weeks is simply translated as 70 cycles of seven-year periods, which equals a total of 490 years. So I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not the best math person, but there, what the angel Gabriel is saying to the prophet Daniel is that there will be a 490-year total period in history to bring about the everlasting righteousness or the coming of the messianic kingdom. And so the angel Gabriel begins the prophetic clock in verse 25 he tells him the angel gabriel is clear to daniel that the prophetic clock will begin when the decree goes out to restore and rebuild jerusalem he's the angel gabriel says there will be seven sevens and sorry there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens okay so the question is, is when did the decree go out to restore Jerusalem? Well, we know from history that there were multiple decrees for the Jews to go back to Babylon to begin restoring the actual temple. And there's, there's various different debates about that. But we do know for sure that in 444 BC, King Artaxerxes declared that Jerusalem was to be rebuilt and restored by the people. And so that is when the prophetic clock starts in 444 BC, which is interesting because the angel Gabriel then says there will be, and we don't really know why, but the angel Gabriel breaks it up into two separate periods. He says there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens, and it will be built again with streets and moat, even in times of distress. Then after 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. So bear with me. Remember, there is a total of 490 years, which is seven sevens or sorry, 70 sevens or seven weeks. And the angel Gabriel says that there will be two periods in the first 69 sevens. There will be 49 years or seven sevens after the decree 
to rebuild Jerusalem? Well, we know that after 49 years, in 395 BC, the construction of Jerusalem was complete. So in 444 BC, just as the angel Gabriel said would happen, there was a, re- there was a decree to restore Jerusalem. 49 years later, or seven weeks, or seven sevens later, we see that Jerusalem is constructed. But then the angel Gabriel says something interesting. He says that after a total of 69 weeks, that the Messiah, the Prince, will come. And then, after that period of 69 weeks, that the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. This is in verse 26. Now, this is one of the most amazing prophecies in the Bible, in my opinion. And just bear with me with me for a second. So remember, the angel said that when the decree goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, there will be a total of 69 cycles of seven or 69 weeks, which equals 483 years. Well, 483 years from 444 BC lands us at 33 AD, March 30th, Monday, March 30th, 33 AD, or 173,880 days to be exact. So 483 years from the time that Artaxerxes declares that Jerusalem is to be restored, exactly as the angel Gabriel said would happen, Jesus, or the Messiah, enters Jerusalem on Monday, March 30th, 33 AD. And one week later, on April 3rd, 33 AD, that Friday, Jesus is crucified on the cross. Just as the angel Gabriel said would happen in verse 26. It says, then after the total of 62 weeks and seven weeks, the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing, and the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. This is the most amazing prophecy in all of scripture, and you know, it takes a few times to read Daniel chapter 9 verse 24 to really understand what the angel is saying, but when you when you break it down, the angel Gabriel is very clear that Even though Daniel was just praying about the restoration of Jerusalem, the angel Gabriel had a bigger purpose in giving Daniel this vision. He was showing Daniel that the Messiah was going to come. But Daniel must have been shocked because the angel Gabriel says that the Messiah will be cut off after 69 total weeks. So... The amazing thing about this is that just as the angel Gabriel said, 483 years would pass or 69 weeks total from the time the decree is issued to rebuild Jerusalem to the coming of the Messiah and him being cut off. And in 33 AD, Jesus triumphantly entered Jerusalem acknowledging that he was the Messiah the week that he was to be killed. And he was killed that Friday, April 3rd, 33 AD.
fulfilling the prophecy that angel Gabriel gave to Daniel hundreds of years earlier. My friends, this is one of the most amazing prophecies in the entire Bible and is proof to me that Jesus is the Messiah and fulfilled prophecy, not only of Daniel chapter 9, but of Isaiah chapter 53 and multiple other places in the Old Testament. And I think the amazing thing about this prophecy is that it speaks to the sovereignty of God, that he is in control of history, that it is indeed his story, and that he has a plan for salvation. In fact, if you look in the New Testament, in the story of the wise men from the East, many scholars believe they came from Babylon. And think about this. Daniel was chief of all the wise men in Babylon, and so he had written records. And so hundreds of years later, one reason why I believe from my own studies that the wise men came to worship Jesus when he was born is because they understood the prophecies of Daniel concerning the coming of the Messiah. And so just to recap how amazing this prophecy is, the angel Gabriel says that there will be a total of 69 cycles of seven, or 483 years, from the time the decree comes to restore Jerusalem to the coming of the Messiah. Jerusalem's decree came in 444 BC, and exactly 483 years later, Jesus triumphantly entered Jerusalem in 33 AD and died on the cross, just as the angel Gabriel said. Quite amazing. Let me keep reading a little bit more. And in verse, let's see here. And then the angel Gabriel says something very interesting. He says the Messiah, will, and this is in verse 26, he says the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing. And the people of the prince who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Well, we talked about this in my first episode on the end times. Shortly after Jesus' death, 40 years later, the second temple was destroyed. The sanctuary was destroyed by the Romans. And so this fulfilled this prophecy in Daniel chapter 26. And then the angel Gabriel goes on to say, and it will, and its end will come with a flood. Even to the end, there will be war. Desolations are determined. Verse 27. And this is where it gets a little weird. And he will confirm a covenant with many for one week. There is that term one week. So remember, that's a seven year period. But in the middle of the week, he will put a stop to sacrifice and, and grain offering. And on the wing of abominations will come the one who will make desolate until a complete destruction one that is decreed gushes forth on the one who makes desolate. That's it. Let me stop there. So the angel Gabriel says this. He says there will be an additional week. And he says during that additional week that there will be a there will be an abomination that will come and that that there will be a complete destruction of the temple again so so a lot of people ask so this is kind of interesting so so the angel gabriel says and this kind of gets a little confusing and so bear with me if this sounds confusing um to you um but the angel gabriel implies that there will be another temple 
and that in the middle of that seven-year period or that one additional week that the that the offerings or the sacrifices will stop in the temple and the abomination will the abomination of desolation will occur halfway through that final week so just to back up we already know that 62 sorry 69 cycles of sevens have occurred or 69 weeks the final week of prophecy has not occurred yet the last seven-year period or the last seven-year cycle or shabuah, whatever you want to call it, has not occurred yet. And how do we know that? We know that because the temple was destroyed in 70 AD and has not existed for nearly 2,000 years. We know that because for nearly 2,000 years, the Jews were exiled out of the land of Israel. We know that because there is no temple right now. So we know that the final prophecy, the final week of Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, has not occurred yet. But the angel Gabriel is very clear that there will be a temple and a resumption of sacrifices in Israel for that prophecy to be fulfilled. This is why the reconstitution of the state of Israel in 1948 is so important to Bible prophecy. Because the final week of Daniel could not occur unless the Jews were back in the land. The only missing piece at this point, I think, is that there is no current temple in Jerusalem. And there is no resumptions of the daily sacrifices. So what does that tell us? That tells us that at some point before the final week of Daniel occurs, the last seven-year period or the final week Sometimes they call it Daniel's 70th week. For that to happen, I believe there has to be a resumption of sacrifices or temple. And so I think one of the key prophetic events that we need to look for next is I think that there is going to be a very strong movement to rebuild the temple. We already know that there are Orthodox Jews and um, there is the Temple Institute that is preparing for the rebuilding of the third temple in Jerusalem. We know that um, the that, that that there is a movement that is increasing, and in fact, there are many in Israel today who believe that they will see a temple in their lifetime. Now, as believers in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, we don't we don't need a temple, right? But we know that there will be a temple in the last days in order to fulfill prophecy and this abomination of desolation that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. So I think that's one of the events that we need to look for. So let me recap because we talked about a lot, and I would really recommend you go back and read Daniel chapter 9, especially verse 24 through 27 to understand this. And if you have any questions, feel free to bounce them back off of me because I would love to chat with you about this. Let me recap. The angel Gabriel says there will be 70 total weeks. The angel Gabriel says that in the first 69 weeks, that from the time that the decree goes forward to rebuild the temple, that, that there will be 69 weeks between that decree and the coming of the Messiah and him being cut off. We saw that was fulfilled in 33 AD. The angel Gabriel also says that the temple will be destroyed. 
by the people of the prince who is to come. That happened in 70 AD. So the first 69 weeks of Daniel's prophecy was fulfilled. The final week, or the 70th week, has not been fulfilled yet. Because there is no temple, and there is no reinstitution of the daily sacrifices. So what we see is that God's prophetic clock, the the clock, the 70-week clock, stopped at 69 weeks back in 33 AD. And we don't know why, but there has been a gap of nearly over 2,000 years from the 69th week to the 70th week. So just imagine this in your head visually. Imagine a clock starting in... in uh, 444 BC and ending in 33 AD. And then and then when Jesus died on the cross, that clock stopped, that prophetic clock stopped. And now there is a 2000-year gap. This is the time of the Gentiles. This is the time where the gospel is going out to all of the earth and we we see that occurring right now, right? And so now, the final week of Daniel mentioned in Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 has not occurred yet. That final chapter, that final chapter, that final week will be the tribulation period. It will be the final 7-year period or 7-year cycle of humanity's last days before the millennial kingdom comes, okay? We don't know when that's going to begin quite. We know we're close because we see that the nation of Israel was restored in 1948. And so now we are to be busy in the work of the kingdom, right? During this this pausing of the clock or God's grace going out until the coming of the final seven-year period, which we will talk about later. So... Just to recap, the last week, the 70th week of Daniel, which is the tribulation period, the seven-year period, has not begun yet. We know it has not begun yet. And so we're going to talk a little bit more later about Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, and we're going to discuss the abomination of desolation a little bit more because Daniel says this will occur during the final week of history. Now, I I just got to add this before I let you go today. You know, this... I've heard Bible prophecy teachers say that they don't study the old, sorry, not Bible prophecy teachers. I've heard teachers and pastors and even just lay Christians say, I don't study the Old Testament. Well, I'm going to be honest with you right now. You're missing out on the the richness of the Bible if you don't study the Old Testament, the Torah and the Tanakh, because you can't understand the events of the book of Revelation you can't understand what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 24 with all of the discourse if you don't understand the Old Testament. You're missing out on so much prophetic richness. You're missing out on so much of what God wants us to understand about his word and his character and his, his future for us as his people. And so the book of Daniel is so important to understanding all of prophecy. If you don't understand the book of prof, uh, sorry, the book of Daniel, you're going to miss out on so much that God wants us to understand and know. And so that's why I wanted to share Daniel chapter nine with you because Jesus talks about the prophet Daniel. And so I just would encourage you to study the entire word of God and understand it in context. Because when we do that, it brings a greater depth to our walk with the Lord. 
and it will give us a greater understanding of the events that will occur in the future. And so I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to just recap on just this amazing fact. And for some reason, I just can't get this out of my head. The angel Gabriel says that 483 years or a total of 69 weeks will pass between the issuing of the decree to restore Jerusalem and the coming of the Messiah. And that prophecy was fulfilled in 33 AD when Jesus came triumphantly and entered Jerusalem and died on the cross for the sins of man one week later on Friday, April 3rd, 33 AD. That, my friends, is so amazing if you just think about it. That the God of the universe was able to hundreds of years. The book of Daniel was written six centuries before the coming of Jesus. And the angel Gabriel shared that with Daniel hundreds of years before the coming of our Messiah. And you know what I love about this whole story? Is God validates his word through history. You know, these aren't just events that uh, there's no historical proof of. We know that Nebuchadnezzar existed. We know that Cyrus of Persia existed. We know that Artaxerxes had various decrees issued. These were historical events, and that is what distinguishes our faith from every other faith out there. It's not just history. It is his story. It is God's story of salvation. And that is why the angel Gabriel gave this vision to Daniel. He was giving it to him so that he would understand God's plan, not only for the Jewish people, but for all people in the entire world. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. We are going to continue in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. We had, to, we had to divert into Daniel because Jesus talks about it in verse 15, but I want to jump back in next time I talk to you, and we're going to talk about what exactly is the abomination of desolation. I hope what I said today made sense. I know that was a lot uh, to unpack. I would highly recommend that you go and study it for yourself. Don't ever take my word for it. Be a good Berean. Study the word for yourself. And I'm going to keep struggling through these texts and do my best to understand it. I hope that you're having a great week. I would love to hear from you. Feel free to leave me a comment. Feel free to message me. And I would more than happily reply to you. Keep looking up. God bless. And this is the Alpine Psalmist. Keep looking up.